Welcome to Jobs for Women, a podcast and free members club where we help you navigate life and work and get the salary you deserve. We bring you raw conversations with real women navigating the work world. Expect expert advice, solutions, driven content and access to our free members club. We're not just talking change, we are making it happen. Be part of the movement. I'm so happy you're here. So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast, How They Did It. I am very excited and delighted to welcome this week's guest. We have Olivia Preston Lee, who is the Events and Partnership Manager at Talk 20s. Welcome to the podcast, Olivia. Thank you, Zoe, for having me. It's so great. We've already had lots of chats off the pod, haven't we? And a meeting. So it's I was really keen to get you on because you are such a great example of someone um who is just to me smashing uh LinkedIn, doing the networking and a great story of of getting into work. So I was keen to get you on. So talk to us. What do you do? Events and partnership manager, talk to me. So I am the Events and um, Partnerships Manager at Talk20s. So Talk20s is a media and events company, and we're all about helping you to figure your shit out, basically. So when you leave education, it's like, what next? There's kind of no clear route. If you leave and you haven't got a job lined up, it's a bit like, where do I go? And even if you have got a job lined up, no one tells you how to get a house, get a mortgage. So we cover all of those types of things via a podcast, um, our socials and a live event. So my role comes in to get the partners involved, to support us and to sponsor us for the podcast and the live event. And then also when we put on the live event, 20s Fest, it's my job to manage the whole of that as well. That sounds like the most amazing job ever. So how did you how did you get into this specific career and what did you do at uni? So I studied... Um, to be honest, maybe I should start at college. So at college, I did business studies, philosophy and theatre studies. So I'm not entirely sure if at college I kind of knew what I wanted to do. But I liked um, like the philosophical, like thinking about things. I liked business studies and I liked drama. Now, I'm not sure if they naturally all fit into events management, but I was like looking at different careers. I knew I didn't want to be in a career that was 100% sat behind a desk or didn't have the opportunity to network and meet people. And I wanted to be able to put my own like creative ideas and influence into something. So when I was looking, um, events management was the thing that was coming up. And I knew I wanted to go to uni as well. So events management was the course that I did at uni. I did that for four years and I took a one year placement year. So I got some work experience over that time. Um, I started uh, a mobile bar. So I used to go around to different events as the bar and the, the coffee service. Um, and then I completed my final year. And then how I got into this job is really like the power of networking, to be honest with you. So it was actually January 2023. So not that long ago. Um, and Talk 20s were putting on like a goal setting workshop. So I was like, new year, new me, let's join it. I hadn't heard of the company before, but I was joining lots of different things. So I joined the workshop and I was like, this is really cool. I like what they did. Um, they actually put on like an accountability partner meetup session. And ironically, I'd never heard of that other than the week before. So I was like, that's really interesting. And like, it intrigued me that they were sort of encouraging this concept of having an accountability partner. So I, I think Gabby also mentioned the fact that at that time, they didn't have a live event, but they were thinking about putting a live event on. So 
because I was in my final year of an events management degree, I messaged her on LinkedIn and I was like, really enjoyed that workshop. I'm just letting you know, I'm studying events. If I can be involved in any way in any events you do, let me know. So that was that. And then I continued to just follow um, Talk Twenties on socials. And then about three months later, by pure coincidence, we didn't know each other. We didn't know we were going to be there. We were both at the same event and it was actually quite a big event. And by chance, we were both in the toilets at the same time and no one else were in, was in the toilets. So I was like, right, this is my opportunity. So I, I went over, I got Gabby in a corner and I was like, give me a job. <laughs> um, no, but I spoke to her and I was like, I introduced myself. I'd said that I'd joined the workshop, that I'd been following what Talk20s do and I liked kind of the, the concepts and the ethos and just to reintroduce myself. Like, if there's anything coming up, like I'd, I'd love to be part of it. And then she was like, well, actually, there is something coming up. So this is where 20s Fest like really was cemented into what could be in the future. So um, then I started volunteering. I think I volunteered for about five months prior to officially starting. So it wasn't really heavy stuff, but it was just like um, we were in like a WhatsApp group and like when we actually started to get into it more, like I was going to site visits and that sort of thing. Um, but basically, because I'd volunteered, obviously Gabby could see that I was a fit for the company. It's only a startup, so it's a small team. Um, I was then offered the full-time role to be the events and partnerships manager after like being in the team as a, on a volunteer basis. And that's where we're at now. Oh, wow. Do you know what? That is testament to your your hard work. But also, I, I am such a massive believer in those follow-up messages. You know, like the fact that you attended the webinar and, and took that time to respond. So massive respect to you for doing that. And what was the degree like? And do you need a degree to work in this area? No, like 100% you do not need a degree to work in events. And I would I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I would say for the majority of things, you probably don't need a degree. However, for my case, I think a degree was beneficial because sort of, I guess, where the area I'm from, like a lot of people kind of go to work, come home and they have very like um, regular type of jobs where most people would have heard of those types of jobs. Now, I didn't know anyone who was an event manager. I hadn't heard of like anyone doing that sort of job or what that would really mean. So for me, it opened my eyes to a whole other type of world, which I'd never kind of experienced before. Um, so for me, that was beneficial to see what the potential was. Also, it brought me four years to, I mean, I've always been very mature, but like to mature, to work on being able to speak to people who I don't know, to gain skills next to university while I had that extra time, um, because obviously when you, when you work full time, you have less available time. So the course in itself was valuable in allowing me to kind of round myself as a person. Um, and like I'm, I'm actually doing a master's now, so I still think that educational element is relevant, but it's not necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And have you had any like mentors along the way? Um, no, I actually am looking for a mentor now. It's something I'd like to dive into. I wouldn't say I've had like a specific mentor as such. However, I think going along kind of the journey, I would say like certain people. So, for example, there's some people who were lecturers on my course who I found really inspirational and not that they were mentoring me, but because I had regular contact and access to them and seeing kind of what they did in their like like day jobs, like lecturing halls and then what they would do outside of that. In a sense, that was like mentorship because it was like what I could do if I was to kind of 
do similar things to what they'd done in the past. Um, so that was kind of the only experience I've really had in, in terms of mentorship. That's interesting that you're looking for someone. And I know what you mean about like seeing your lecturer. It's like sometimes we talk about role models a lot at Jobs yeah. for Women. It's like seeing what is possible. So if anyone's listening, um, Olivia's looking for a mentor. There you go, little plug. <laughs> um, and talk us through a, like a typical day um, for an events and partnership manager. What do people not see that they might presume okay. you know, about the job? So I actually think that's a really hard question because I don't think there is a typical day. I think, first of all, I can only speak for myself and maybe someone else in this role will do a completely different thing. But at Talk20s, there's three full-time members of staff. Gabby, the founder, myself, Events and Partnerships, and Georgia, creative producer. So that means, like, of course, that's my role and that's the role that I play within the company. But because we're a startup, things move so fast. Like, in, this, in the space of probably two maybe three weeks we've got two new business concepts which we're now moving forward with that weren't a thing like I said two or three weeks ago so like day to day is very much like lots of internal meetings and catch-ups lots of strategy um lots of like I would say groundwork in sort in the sense of like because I'm partnerships like reaching out and communicating with lots of people who you won't see on like kind of the front of it because lots of those things like don't come to fruition yet or they come later down the line um so i think there's a lot of like background work which isn't shown obviously when you see a nice shiny partner um that's kind of like oh yeah that's what we've been doing but behind that there's hundreds of other people who we've been building relations relationships with um, and from the event side as well it's a case of like constantly being on the lookout of what what other types of events are doing and different venues so I can't even say a typical day because no day is the same but I mean that's what I wanted right <laughs> exactly yeah it sounds fun and exciting and um is there anything that that you would have done differently obviously you're really early on in your career you've done your degree yeah. you're now doing your master's which I can't wait I want to ask about as well is there anything that you'd have done differently no, to be honest, I feel like everything's been, I've, for me, like so far, everything's worked out in the sense that like throughout uni, I put myself in as many positions to meet new people, interact and get experiences where I could. Like, for example, I, f I feel like part of the reason why I'm in the role that I'm in now is I had a little bit of experience um, sort of shadowing and getting to know someone in a different partnerships role in a different company on a volunteer basis before being involved in Talk20s. So because I put myself in positions where I was exposed to things outside of my course, I've now been able to get in something that I, I wanted to be in. So I wouldn't say to do anything differently, really. I'm happy with how things have gone. That's brilliant. Do you think volunteering is is necessary to get into this industry? I think, yes. I think volunteering is necessary, but I don't think that... Now, maybe this is just in my head, but I think at university, or at least on my course, or perhaps in general, there's this kind of idea that volunteering is like you go in... I don't know, steward on, on a street corner for a company and like that's good volunteering. I think there's benefits to that, but I don't think all volunteering is good volunteering because of course, like you can get some work experience to put on your CV and if that's what your aim is, like fine. But if you're volunteering to try and like get to a particular place, like 
working for a company as a steward on a corner is not going to give you the skills and exposure you need to get into that particular role if it is a particular role you're aiming to get into so to be honest like I didn't know that events and partnerships role on talk 20s was going to happen but I knew that I wanted to not be involved in like um kind of ground level stuff I wanted to be involved in like the strategic and the creative side so that's why I tried to volunteer like very proactively but in a considered way like I tried to do things that I thought were going to look a little bit different to maybe what other people were doing or to just be bold and put myself out there to get in positions that weren't being offered as volunteer positions but just to say like I would like to gain experience in this area and therefore kind of volunteer so I think volunteering is necessary to an extent to show that you're willing to get involved but I don't think any and all types of volunteering is necessarily beneficial yeah that's a brilliant answer and I think you 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 have been bold and you've proved that it works but you've you've put the hard work in as well haven't you so mm -hmm. massive respect to you and is there anything that you so has anyone given you like a piece of advice that you have maybe ignored like about going to uni or or going into it like you know some people that we've spoken to at jobs for women uh we, we did a webinar and someone said i think she worked in tech or engineering and her parents were like don't do that at uni have you ever had any advice that you've just totally ignored um i think maybe the, the first two things that spring to mind is my family always wanted me to be a solicitor because he said i like arguing <laughs> um <laughs> but i think like i mean i feel like you don't have to have one career in your life anyway so like i don't feel like i mean i've ignored it in the sense that that's not what i'm doing but i also i feel like that's also not not a possibility if i wanted to do it mm -hmm. um but i also think like a lot of people are like why are you having why are you going to university and getting an events management degree to plan a party like i think people don't understand like in particular the events management side that there's a whole industry and it's not just planning a, a child's birthday party like everything that's involved in your life there's probably an event linked to it so i think maybe ignoring the fact that people were kind of like what's the point in that because actually there was a lot of point in it for me it was like the broader um experience that i got yeah brilliant answer and also it's no one's business is it it's so annoying when people <laughs> chime in on what you're doing um and what sort of what sort of future do you think is in store for this sort of well i guess the industry like where is it going you know like obviously we've like when you think about events in the past like obviously everything's online is there anything that you can see like trends for this industry um I think I actually think there's probably going to be a shift from um, like major types of events to more intimate events. And I think that's a few things. I think like technology advancing means that there's the ability to have more regular intimate events as opposed to like large scale events. And I've never said this before and I don't know if this is necessarily true but when when you asked me I also wonder whether like as threat levels increase with um like society and putting on event like large-scale events whether part of the reason to move to intimate events is to reduce that security threat because that's a huge thing in events like I think that people don't 
necessarily consider when you think about it because it's all about like what's the content how was the planning what does it look like but a massive part of it is like your actual logisticals of like keeping people safe and like even if it's a case of like literally moving them from a to b or whether it's like someone posing a threat i think perhaps there might be a shift to more intimate events to try and minimize that threat that's so, so interesting and as someone that doesn't work in that area i i can see that that must be such a huge piece of work you know like moving someone from Mm. a to b and then that's right that's really interesting that's a whole other um topic yeah great answer and um what's the best piece of career advice that you've ever received it could be at uni that you would like to piss, pass on not piss on <laughs> <laughs> you would like to pass on to someone else um I, I don't know if this is specific advice, but I think the thing that I take away and what I've said previously is to be bold. I think like if you don't ask, you don't get. I think it's the best thing to, to take away. Like you've just got to think, you know what? Like what have I got to lose? Like I may as well put myself out there. They'll either ignore me. They'll give me feedback and tell me why they're not willing to help if that's the case. Or they'll be like, yeah, of course. So I feel like it's the best situation, especially at the start of your career where like, I feel like um, you kind of have a power as a young person or someone in a new career, even if you're not a young person, to be like, I don't really know much about this. So therefore, like, I'm looking for support and help. And that's like your power to be able to, like, reach out to people and to try and, you know, connect and ask for things. Whereas if you was a bit further down the line, it might be like, well, you can't really ask or reach out in the same way as you can when you're first starting into something. Because people, I think, are perhaps a little bit more willing to be like helping hand type mentality yeah brilliant advice and I think people are open to it I've listened to podcasts where people have said like I love it when people message me and actually ask for advice or opportunities so I think that's brilliant advice and then my final question is what kind of impact do you want to leave in this industry oh wow um I think on a very personal level I would like to be known as someone who is open to like hearing people out and having conversations and never shutting people down because I actually remember and I, I guess I'll probably never forget it now like the fact I'm bringing it up um like very early on um I was doing some work for a football company there was a football match on and I was stewarding or something um and I, I hadn't been in this venue before and I asked someone who was the event manager in the venue where the disabled toilets were because I was looking after um the disabled football stand um so I asked them and she just kind of shrugged me off as if like why would you be asking me that but like I think I would never want to kind of leave that kind of um someone thinking like why was they just speaking to me like that so I hope like to 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 come across as someone who's always like willing to help out and to listen and to just be very like normal like if that makes sense because I feel like obviously right now I am at the start of my career but I hope to get to a position where like I can say wow look how far I've come and what the positions I'm in now but I hope to like maintain that like normalness of just being able to communicate with people like the people. Oh I love that and I'm right with you um it's like just being open and accessible yeah. and yeah. to everyone love that brilliant way to end if people want to reach out to you and connect with you where can they find you so on LinkedIn 
Olivia Preston Lee. And on Instagram, it's Olivia Preston Events. Awesome. And I will add the links into the show notes. Thank you so much, Olivia. That was brilliant. Thanks for chatting. I've enjoyed it. <laughs>